Welcome back to Talking to Everyone with me, Sophie Horton. I'm recording this as it is literally chucking it down with rain. I don't know what has happened to our lovely summer that we had, but it's just decided to be the worst autumn ever. So if you can hear the rain, I do apologise. I hope it adds to the atmosphere of the episode. Um, This week, we've got a little solo episode, me talking about how to heal from a relationship. Um, It isn't a very upbeat episode, I'm not going to lie. It does get a bit down and depressing at certain points. But if you take anything from this episode, I hope you take the understanding that some young girls feel so incredibly pressured to be with people they don't want to be with because they don't want to be labeled as being rude or a bitch or you know a bit of a snob and sometimes there is a huge pressure on girls to be with people because they like them and not because the girl actually likes them back and I hope people kind of take something from this episode and maybe think twice about the way we frame our relationships and the way we think about people that have come out of relationships and yeah I hope you enjoy let me know if you liked it so we're talking today about healing from relationships I like to think of myself as a breakup expert Uh, I'm probably not I've not actually been that many relationships but (laughs) I think I have kind of read a lot and understood a lot from other people's experiences of how to try and get through a breakup almost successfully. Uh, I don't think there's any successful way to do it, I don't think there's any dignified way to do it, but I think that you can do these things to help yourself in this situation, in the worst of worst situations, to pick yourself up and try your best. So for me, I was spending a lot of my late teens in consecutive straight monogamous relationships. Um, They're kind of back to back because that's kind of what I was told I should want and I should desire and I don't think I spent a lot of those years really thinking about what I wanted in a relationship rather just being like oh this person's interested in me therefore I should be in a relationship with them and that's not really what you should do and that's not what I do anymore but at the time you were almost told you should care more about somebody liking you than you caring about them so um, that's a little bit of a preface to kind of how I got into a bad relationship that was not a fun experience and I think a lot of women struggle to talk about bad relationships they've had because a lot of people tell them that they're crazy or obsessed for talking about things that happened in the past and I don't think that's the case because I think you were one half of the relationship and if somebody's going off slagging you off why shouldn't you be able to tell your side of the story and what happened so just bear that in mind before you make any judgments of that of the fact that this is a episode of me talking about my past relationships um and I also don't really care to get into any specific details about the nature of that relationship I don't think I need to make a list of how bad it was to prove a point uh, or for anyone to take me seriously and I think that's very important if somebody comes to you and they said they've had a bad experience in a relationship they don't need to prove it they don't need to give off a list of reasons why they just did and that should be believed and taken seriously no matter the extent of it. It doesn't have to be physical, it doesn't have to be incredibly violent, it can be just as damaging in other ways as well. So that's my little preface. Um, I got into this relationship at not a very good time in my life and I think that's very important. Um, I didn't have many friends around me. The friends I did have around me thought this person was a very good fit for me um, because he hadn't been in any relationships before and I think a lot of people tend to see those boys as almost innocent and not capable of nasty things because they've never been in a relationship but actually it doesn't matter it doesn't make a difference so it was people kind of pushing me into this relationship and 
me being isolated from um, a good friend of mine at the time that I thought, well, this person's the only person who's there for me, so surely it's a good idea to be in this relationship because that's the only person that's listening to me and cares about me and, you know, they're showing me they care about me, but not, they're not really showing you they care about you. They're showing you that they're the only person you've got and you need them sort of thing. They take away your individuality. They take away your control over yourself so that you rely on them a little bit too much. And I think there's a lot of uh, kind of conversations around, well, I ignored the red flags. I didn't ignore the red flags. I didn't see them. I really didn't notice them. I look back now and think, well, that was such an obvious thing. Why did I not think that was weird? And maybe if I had mentioned that to somebody, they would have said, wow, Sophie, that is very weird. But I just didn't. I thought I thought these things were normal. I didn't think to share those things with the people around me. I just kind of, I kept a whole lot of that relationship to myself. And why not talk about it now? And we don't need to go into the vivid details, but if if something is weird in your relationship and it's making you a little bit doubting yourself, tell somebody, share the experience. It might just be that you are kind of getting the wrong end of the stick, but wouldn't you rather share and say it out loud and get somebody's opinion rather than, you know, look back in time and and wish that you had said something. So I think that's important. I didn't ignore the red flags. I just fully missed them. And there was a lot from the beginning. There was a lot before I was even in the relationship. But uh, over time, it, it went downhill extremely. And we ended up going to university together, which I hope I'm in time for Freshers' Week. So if anyone listening is going to Freshers' Week with a boyfriend, I don't care how healthy your relationship is, stop, get rid, run. I know there's going to be people that are listening saying, well, I went to rela- went to uni with my boyfriend and we've been together this and it was absolutely fine. It was the best experience of my life. I don't care. You can tell me as many positives as you want. I will not believe you. I don't think anyone should go to university with a boyfriend. Get a boyfriend there. That's fine. But if you are bringing somebody from home into that university life and telling you it's not going to work, especially if you've had issues beforehand, Moving closer together, even sharing a space, is not going to help your relationship. It's not going to save you. It's going to amplify those problems a million times. And that's that's 100% what it did. I ended up getting cheated on within the first two weeks of being at university. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing. It's not funny. Um, but if that doesn't show you how much I put to one side in this relationship, I don't know what does. Because I had fully spent time with this girl. I had been on nights out with my boyfriend at the time and this girl and our mutual friends and you know spent time with her and I should have known this is how deep I was into this shitty relationship was that I think we got two hours into this night out and this girl looked at me dead in the eye a hundred percent serious and asked me let's call him John she looked me dead in the eye and said how do you know John like pardon are you you've known us for two weeks and we've been on nights out together and you're only just asking me now how how I know him how that should have been the biggest red flag truly should have been the biggest red flag is how have we been here for this long and you've not mentioned to your friends you have a girlfriend that should have been the first warning sign so yeah it came out that you know they were see, kind of seeing each other on the side and yet still I was oblivious and that should really show you when people are like well if it was that bad you should have just left you think I, I like I would have if I had <laughs> if I had been you know not manipulated into thinking that it was all well and good I I truly would have had I 
had I thought there was any bad in it, but I didn't see any bad in it. And that's how <laughs> deep I was into this relationship was that I wasn't even noticing how bad it was. And it got to the point where he broke up with me. I'm going to tell this story. I think it's fine. I don't think he's listening, but I want to tell this story because I truly think this might help somebody. Um, he broke up with me on a Friday night. This is very important. Um, tell me all this rubbish about uh, how he wanted to be single at university. He wanted to experience uni as the single man, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm crying my eyes out. I'm really upset. I'm thinking, I don't have many friends here. What am I going to do without this person who's like, come with me from home and this is the only person I can rely on. And I was so attached to, very codependent on this relationship. What am I going to do? Uh, crying my eyes out, truly the worst I've ever cried in my life. And um, his phone rings, right? <laughs> I just want you to picture the scene. Picture the scene. I'm crying my eyes out in a university room. Uh, he's really not bothered about the whole situation. His phone rings. It's the girl that he's cheating on me with. Uh, he answers the phone. <laughs> Let's just take a minute to just realise that. He answers the phone mid-breakup. I can hear the conversation. I can hear the, what, what they're saying. Um, I'm... <laughs> I'm like mimicking this out in my room. Uh, he answers the phone. She says, oh, I'm, I'm, are you not coming to the cinema? I'm just at the bus stop now. Uh, he answers. <laughs> he says, word for word, I'm not even lying to you. He says, yeah, yeah, I'll be there in five minutes. I just need to sort something out first. Hangs up. <laughs> Turns to me, dead serious, and says, I'm going out now, so you need to leave. I don't know why I'm laughing. It's, it's really, it was actually a horrendous moment for me, but I just really need people to understand that if you're telling somebody, well, if the relationship's bad, he would have left by now, that is not how it works because I truly didn't see anything wrong with that situation. And looking back now, I'm like, what on earth? Why did, why? Or, or why do you do that? Who, who, what kind of person, what kind of boy thinks that is a clever idea? You're answering the phone to the girl you're cheating on me with. And then you tell me to get out of my room mid-breakup as I'm crying my eyes out. Are you joking me? Anyway, I did end up leaving. <laughs> I didn't even put up a fight. I did not even put up a fight. I just left the room. Um, I went, I went, his, one of his flatmates is now my very, very good friend. I love her. Shout out to you, <laughs> Chloe, for uh, looking after me that evening. I really appreciate it. Anyway, I just thought I'd tell that story just to make people realise that when you say, well, just leave, it's not good advice because with that into it, that we just, everything has gone over our heads. We don't care anymore about anything. So anyway, uh, yeah, that's how it happened. They ended up dating like 24 hours later. So <laughs> good luck to them. Anyway, um, so my first tip, but now we're moved on from the traumatic story. My first tip is to leave the environment. Uh, what I did was I called my mum, still crying. <laughs> still crying my eyes out and asked her to come pick me up but it was literally 10 o'clock at night and so she was not going to come pick me up um but bless her she woke up at seven o'clock next morning put the dog in the car and came to pick me up and drove me home and i spent the weekend with my family uh just being comforted by them um just literally doing nothing but just in sweatpants crying my eyes out the whole time and i would highly highly suggest if you've been through a breakup and you live together or you're just around each other go somewhere else if you live together uh, find someone you can stay with for a day or two or ask them to leave just get out of the situation make sure that you're with people who care about you that you're somewhere safe and comfortable that you can just wallow because um obviously we do need to get get on with lives at some point but i do think it is important to wallow i think wallowing is the best thing you can do for yourself sometimes is just sit there cry watch films just be a mess and realize that that's okay so that is my first tip and my second tip then after you've done the wallowing, is to keep busy. Um, I came back from that weekend and I cracked on with uni life. 
the best I, I really could. I just, it was really just a blur. I can't even remember half of it. I remember going to a poetry event uh, in sweatpants with no makeup on, looking like an absolute mess because I was just trying to get through the days and I knew that I needed to keep myself busy. So I ended up going there and meeting some wonderful people that I'm still very much close with. Um, I don't know what they must have thought of me because I look like a mess, but it's just keeping busy, doing little things, errands. If you've got school, if you've got work, keep going. Give yourself, you know, time at the end of the day just to de-stress but just keep yourself busy just ask your friends if you can do something a bit different at the weekend ask them if they'll go out with you if they'll come over and just talk and you know watch bad tv that is so important and I do want to stress that if you are going through a particularly bad breakup um where this person is still trying to contact you still trying to be involved in your life still um almost harassing you in a way then that is a totally separate thing altogether and I I completely get that that is a horrendous situation to be in. I was very unfortunate that um, my ex was messaging my quote-unquote friends, <laughs> old friends, ex-friends, uh, with the most vile stuff you can imagine, uh, asking where I was, what I was doing, trying to find out information about me, um, sending the worst kind of abuse you can imagine to these people that I thought cared about me. And so what I did and what I would recommend you to do is to... If you go to school, if you go to college, if you go to university with this person, is to report them. Um, it sounds ridiculous, but it's not okay for somebody to be doing that to you. And it wasn't okay that this person was doing it to me. And it wasn't okay that there was people in my life that thought it was okay to receive those messages and not to do anything about them. I went straight to my university. Uh, they were very lovely. I'm very, very lucky that they took me seriously, that they understood this. They were trying their absolute best to look after me. And unfortunately, I couldn't go through with the... Uh, report because my uh, friends at the time who were not my friends <laughs> now uh, wouldn't send me the screenshots and messages I had no physical proof of what was happening um, I had seen the messages they had shown me the messages but they would not send me the uh, physical kind of like photos of the messages so I couldn't therefore use them um, for a full-on report at university but they were very very sympathetic in my situation and they kept kind of like a dormant report on him so that if anything else did come up at uni I could go back and they checked his university accounts for any kind of social media usage on his university email and they were very very lovely about the whole situation so I would recommend if that is happening to you if somebody is is stalking you is harassing you get the most evidence you can collect it give it to your school your college or university keep going if they do not take you seriously just keep going you will get somewhere eventually if it's that bad report it to the police um and I understand that that seems very extreme, but there are absolutely situations in which this happens. Uh, it ends, it results in you being scared to leave your flat. I was scared to leave, I was scared to go outside because I was scared I was going to see him and I didn't know what was going to happen. Um, so if that is you, if you are in that situation, report it. And that again leads on to my next tip of having trustworthy people around you. I did not clearly have full trustworthy people around me. I had my university friends who were lovely. Um and looked after me and cared for me and made sure that I was okay, especially going on nights out. I got very scared of going on nights out because I was worried about seeing him. I was worried of him being around me and I didn't know what to do and they were all very, very, very lovely about it. And it was just kind of our mutual friends I had at home that um, I suppose were not truly trustworthy because if you think that somebody, if you, can, if you can't share information with somebody without them going and telling that person then they are not trustworthy and that's what I was worried about. The fact that one, my, you know, friends at the time thought it was okay to even receive those messages, let alone 
the fact that he felt like he could say those things about me to those people means they were not trustworthy. So really have a think if you are going through a situation where you're going through a breakup and you feel the need to talk to somebody about it, have a think about who you are sharing it with. Are they mutual friends? Are they going to go and say something? Can they truly have your back in this situation? Will they defend you if they hear anything? Will they look after you? Just have a think because it's really not worth wasting your energy and time on people who are not going to be there for you. So make sure you have trustworthy friends. If that means spending your next few months with literally only three people and like your parents, that's absolutely fine. Do that. That's what I did. I relied on a very small group of people to get me through it and that's very important. My next tip you already know what I'm going to say, is block them on everything. And I mean everything. Social media, block. Emails, phone, apps. Even if you have them on, like, you know, like, Goodreads or... Oh, what's that that film one called that I have people on? What's it called? Letterbox. Block them. Block them on everything. Block them so they will never, ever be able to communicate with you ever again. If you really is that ex- extreme, which, you know, I had to block the girl that he was with because I knew for a fact that he was... Uh, using her profile to find out information about me and I didn't feel safe about that so I, I blocked her as well I have no shame in saying that um my family and my friends they blocked him as well I have <laughs> absolutely no doubt that that will keep you feeling more comfortable if it means putting your social media on the most private settings you can imagine do it put them on private have the most secure thing in place your location not to be shared if it really is that bad don't feel like you can't do that because it's too extreme. I've had a lot of people kind of say, well, I can never block them because it just feels so rude. What? Like, why wouldn't you? Why would I not block this person who made me miserable for months? Why would I not do that? Of course I'm going to block him. I do not want him to ever see anything that I'm doing ever again. So block. Really, they really block. If you have their relatives, block. If you have friends of theirs that you know are going to be on their side, quote-unquote, block. It is the best thing you can do. It protects your energy. It protects you. It keeps you safe. It keeps you comfortable. That is my best tip. And, you know, my next tip is really consider if this relationship is having such a major impact on you is getting professional help. Um, And I understand that that is a very privileged thing to say because not everyone can afford therapy and counselling and things like that, but I really would say consider it. I did give it a go, I'm going to be totally brutally honest, I did give it a go when I was at university because that's what the, after I filed this report that the university recommended for me um, because I was obviously struggling to go to my lectures and things and they were obviously concerned about that um, and it didn't, it didn't work out for me. I had a therapist who I didn't really gel with, she didn't give me the best advice in the world and I will not repeat that advice but um, I really came out of it thinking why have I even bothered sort of thing and it made me feel worse almost like I was again almost like I was exaggerating the situation and I then went away thinking maybe I have exaggerated this and I hadn't but it was just that um this woman wasn't truly as sympathetic as she could have been so if you are a bit worried about it there is other things you can do you can go online help if you don't want to go face to face um and it is just kind of taking a step back and learning a bit more about yourself and how that relationship happened and why it happened. I know that sounds a bit weird and it's not that I blame myself for the relationship but I do acknowledge that I didn't recognise abusive behaviour and I'm a lot more cautious now about who I involve myself with. I became 
a lot stronger and a lot more confident since that relationship through doing things. I know everyone's going to hate me again for saying spiritual things, but I did a lot of um, meditation and a lot of like internal things like that. Um, I do a lot of things called like shadow work, which is doing kind of self-help prompts to just kind of vent and get things out of your system and really learn about your inner, inner, inner self-critics and what you're really thinking it's a good way of getting your like subconscious out anyway moving on and um, i became a lot stronger and more confident because of those things because i knew myself a lot better and i said that in my um how to have what was that episode called confidence something helping with confidence whatever confidence episode um is that if, the more you know yourself the more confident you'll be because nobody else can know you quite like you do and i'm not saying i became stronger and more confident because of him and because of that relationship i will never ever give him that credit but it was because i needed to be I needed to pull myself together and and truly heal and that's what this is about is is healing from those things that have kind of worn down on us so I think that's very important to do if you can get professional help if it's something that you can access if it's something you can afford do that there are other accessible things I know um, there's a website called better help which is um, affordable counseling online uh, you can do the spiritual route if you would like not judging anyone's way of doing these things and just remembering in general that you don't need to forgive these people to move on and be fulfilled and confident you do not need forgiveness i know a lot of people like to say forgive and forget that you can't be truly healed until you've forgiven people for their wrongs and that people can change over time totally understand that um the person that this boy was when he was 18 is not the person he is now he could have fully turned it around he could have fully now have a functioning healthy relationship with this girl however that does not mean that I need to forgive him for the way he treated me when I was that age it doesn't I'm sorry but I never will it's never gonna happen I can be fulfilled I can be confident I can be healthy without forgiving this person for the things that he did to me it's not gonna happen I don't believe that I need to forgive him to grow as a person I can be completely a substantial human being without that and you also don't need to forget it I know people say forgive and forget whatever how are you supposed to forget it when it's impacted almost every way of your life you know what I mean um how are you supposed to forget those sort of things you can't just move on and and say all that happened now and it doesn't affect me anymore I hate to break it to those people that say that but these things can impact you for a very very long period of time you know, I was not in a relationship for two years because of that. I, if you ask any of my friends every time, they were like, so are you seeing anyone? I'd be like, I am never ever dating again. I was fully closed off and I mean seriously closed off to a relationship. I would go on nights out and people would be like, oh, that guy's looking at you. And I'd be like, not, no, not even making eye contact. I couldn't because it was a form of protecting myself. And I really, I know it sounds dramatic, but I really had opened myself up to the idea of the fact that I would be single forever. I truly, truly believed that because I got to the point where I had such a list of kind of things I wanted in a partner that I just thought I'm never going to find this. I'm never going to find somebody who will make me feel safe because when you're in a relationship that is that difficult, you, you struggle feeling safe again because it's so easy to think, well, what if it happens again? What if I've missed a sign? What if I've missed a red flag and it happens all over again and I'm not not able to get out of it like last time? So I was away from dating for a very, very long time um, and 
it did affect me for a very long time when I did finally meet my finally it was two years <laughs> it's not like I'm 70 years old uh, when I did meet my current partner um I was pretty closed off for anything happening I I kind of assumed that he wanted a fling I hope he doesn't mind me talking about this um I assumed that he wanted a fling and I was like oh absolutely not happening because I was just like well it's more waste of my time um and then I realized that he actually was seriously interested in me and it was just kind of a shock I didn't I couldn't comprehend that somebody was interested in me like that um and that was very difficult and it took me a very very long time to be comfortable with him we were dating I I would I would say we've been we were dating for about a year before I I was really not comfortable with him I don't want to be like I was uncomfortable with him for a year but before I really genuinely opened up to him and kind of showed my true self that I probably don't show many people I'm not close to it was probably a year it was probably after covid um we started dating in 2019 obviously we were long distance for a very long time then covid happened and whatever so it did take a really long time for me to kind of present my true self and be like safe and and not be okay being vulnerable with him um and that's okay i think i don't i don't think you should rush into getting into a relationship if these things have happened to you i think you should give it time and really think about the person you want to be with, who you feel safe with. I felt very safe with Joe from right from the beginning. I felt very comfortable with him. Uh, I felt like I could tell him these things and tell him things that had happened without him being judgmental. And he wasn't going to think it was weird. And it, he wasn't going to be like, wow, what a weirdo. Um, and it was all okay. And I remember the first time he stayed over in Nottingham, uh, I I will confess I did have a bit of a, a panic when he was sharing a bed with me because it had been so long that the kind of sight of somebody lying next to me was it was too much for me to handle and bless his heart he'd known me um for about three months at that point and it was the first ever time we had like spent proper alone time together and he was like in in my flat at university and I was there like having a panic attack because I just couldn't I couldn't cope with the the flashbacks almost so lesson for putting it with me and being so calm and so patient and I I do hope that people out there who've been in a tough relationship realise that they deserve somebody who is calm and who is patient with them and who allows them to take their time as they they heal because it is a very long process and it comes with its own very tricky things that we obviously don't need to talk about right now but obviously if you're going to be with somebody again all the same things can come up and one of my next tips was would be to be compassionate with yourself be kind to yourself if you have been through such a difficult situation it can it can be difficult to look after yourself because you don't feel like it's important enough and you don't feel like you're worth spending time with anymore and you do have to kind of rebuild that friendship that you have with yourself and that sounds very stupid like everyone's like oh so he's on her hippy dippy stuff again but you really do because I I didn't want to look after myself after that breakup I didn't want to see myself as an important person I didn't want to be kind to myself because I blamed myself for the whole relationship I thought if I'd have just been stronger if I'd have just been smarter then I would have got myself out of it and that's not how it works and um I want people to understand how much these can these things can affect you um after that relationship I was ill for a very very long time um because I won't go into it obviously but um I was under that much kind of stress that um, my body started attacking 
food, I suppose. Um, whenever food or drink went into my body, and it sounds really gross, uh, whenever food or drink went into my body, um, my mind and body would send like a alert system of this is wrong, we need to protect ourselves. And I would, I, I'm so sorry for anyone who's a bit squeamish, but I would be sick anytime I ate anything. Um, because it was just my my body's way of looking after me. My body thought that um, these things were not good for me and they obviously would try and get them out of my body as quickly as possible. So it meant that um, I was incredibly unwell during my first year of university because obviously if you cannot digest anything, then you're not getting the nutrients from food. You're not, you know, maintaining a healthy weight. I was losing weight rapidly um I wasn't able to keep any food down and it impacts your confidence I couldn't go out for tea with friends I couldn't go out for drinks I couldn't I couldn't do anything that involved socializing really because of the the worry inside me that you know I would be sick or that I would be ill uh so it it impacted everything I couldn't go to my lectures anymore I couldn't go and do any activities because I couldn't eat so how are you supposed to live your life if you can't do that and obviously impacted my university attendance um, I had to get medical reports and doctor's notes and things like that to explain my absences because I I was eating the the bare minimum every single week. Um, I was going days without food. It was not it was not healthy at all. And um, I ended up going to the doctors for it. I was on so many tablets. I couldn't even tell you how many. I ended up on these tablets that basically numbed uh, my whole like digestive system while I ate. So I would take them twenty minutes before I ate anything. So I always had them in my handbag in case, like, um, you know, when you're out at uni for really, really long days, uh, like nine till nine, I was in uni some days, you have breakfast, lunch and tea there. So I had these on at all times, 20 minutes before eight, I'd take these tablets. They numbed my digestive system, apparently, uh, like, allegedly, so that my body would let food pass without panicking that it was something wrong, that it was like an external danger sort of thing, so that I could eat and so that I could you know, start getting nutrients back from food. Um, but I ended up, kind of those problems got worse. Uh, it ended up damaging my intestine um, because of, you know, if you go that long not being able to digest food and being sick every time you eat, it's going to have long-term impacts on your body. Um, and I ended up going back to the doctors and blah, blah, and the I remember the doctor, I don't know who it was, kind of looking at me and being like, have you been under any stress recently? And I just burst into tears because I couldn't believe that somebody was asking me that question. I couldn't believe that somebody had noticed. Um, you know, I kept a lot of things hidden from the people around me about, you know, the reality of that situation. And it was such a shock to hear somebody asking that question. And the woman said, you know, it's probably PTSD. And I couldn't take that seriously because how on earth could you have post-traumatic stress from a relationship? that's what people get when they've been in like war zones that's what people get when they've almost died how how can a relationship have given me that and that was kind of this like almost lightning strike in my head of oh wow it really is that serious that's really how impacted it is and I've done so much research on this I will definitely put some books in the show note because I I read so many books on how your um your gut your stomach is your second brain and it li- links links <laughs> I'm not laughing. It's not. A, it's not a funny topic. Um, I read so many books about how it links to your brain, about how your brain and your your body are so intertwined that any stress, any trauma, can completely throw your body off, and that's what was happening to me. Um, 
and that's what she said it was post-traumatic stress disorder and that came with a whole other side of things and it is why I had a panic attack when my boyfriend was staying over at my flat for the first time it was you know why I couldn't leave my flat for so many months of my university life um is why I lost friends because I couldn't I couldn't go to social situations if I knew that person was going to be there I, I I needed to know before every single social event who was going to be there because otherwise I, I couldn't go I needed that information and people didn't understand why they were like well maybe they'll show up maybe they won't maybe so and so will be there maybe they won't and I couldn't handle that so I I lost friends and I lost opportunities really in university that's the best time of your life and I was in a the world's smallest <laughs> university hall eating I think the only thing I could stomach was like rice and beans it's like I was on I'm a celeb like it was absolutely shocking um and yeah that's that is the result of that and that's not uncommon either there's people that have much more severe reactions to relationships like that and it's taken so long for me to heal not just my brain from this situation but my body and I was been on so much medication for stomach problems and I've had so many things and blah 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 and I still have I still have that reaction now where if I'm in a stressful situation my my body freezes up and if I eat anything I will be sick so it's I hate saying it it's so gross but it is you know a situation that I still have to live with and I'm I'm in the situation now where I haven't seen uh, this person or anything to do with them in a very very long time and I'm starting to be more at peace with it that it is something that I can move past and I say that as somebody who is now what nearly 24 and this happened when I was 18 nearly 19 that is just goes to show how much this can impact people and there's people you know who are much worse off than me who've been in relationships like that worse for decades and think about how they're going to come out of that and into the almost real world because it isn't real world when you're in those relationships it's a total alternative dimension um and so I send my my absolute love to anyone in this situation right now know that you will get over it you will oh that sounds horrible you will get over it but you will move past it you will grow you will become so much stronger you will get to that point where you don't recognize yourself anymore I look back at pictures um and I don't recognize who I was back then and I think as well as my another tip I keep photos from all the relationships I've been in I say that I've not been in that many <laughs> I say that like, it's been like 40 of them uh, I keep the photos from those relationships because if you've been with somebody for a long time all your pictures have them in them and you end up missing like chunks of your life that you don't remember um so I am one of those people hate to be it that I'm on the side of keeping photos maybe put them private but you know I keep photos from that time period but uh, this relationship I deleted everything I deleted absolutely any trace of that person that I could and it took me a while to do it I think I only did it in about 2020 during Covid but I hated seeing pictures because I hated seeing who I was back then it was like looking at a shell so I did go through and I deleted absolutely every trace of that person that I could and putting them in that bin and emptying the bin of photos both you know physically and also like on computers <laughs> is so therapeutic I cannot even explain it getting them off your social media getting them out literally out of your life I mean getting clothes I was throwing away clothes I wore like on like a date or something or clothes I wore when I was at the house I threw them away because 
get them out cleanse your space i said this in my confidence episode as well but if you look at that sweater or something can you think that was what i wore when you know so and so like shouted at me like that night and it made me cry or so anything like that bin it donate it donate to a charity shop they need things somebody else can have it you know they you don't need that bad energy you get rid of it i'm a big advocate of the post breakup glow if you will maybe this is slightly less serious than what we've been talking about before but you know maybe we need something light-hearted to finish this episode on the post breakup glow is when you literally transform yourself chop your hair off i don't know why but for some reason i just think that hair just it holds like memories and if you've been in a bad relationship or any relationship i i think any of these tips also apply to like a good relationship that you just needed to end anyway then take all these tips maybe don't like report them to your university if they haven't done anything wrong but like if you've just been in a relationship and you've been broken up with and you need like a refresh cut your hair dye it chop it bleach it do whatever you want get it off i i just think it's a there's nothing like a fresh start when you've got new hair i don't keep my hair for very long because i just change it all the time but if you've been like feeling it for a while chop it for some reason i always like after breakups do something not extreme but i remember one of my first breakups um which wasn't this one that i've been talking about uh he's fine <laughs> uh, he said that he didn't really like girls with nose piercings so when we broke up i got a nose piercing um and then i think he commented on one of my pictures saying i like asked people what i should dye my hair like what color and he said bleach blonde with like laughing emojis thinking it was really funny and I was like, wow, that's quite a good idea. So I dyed my hair bleach bond or bleached it bleach bond. And actually, you know what? I really suited it. So that's, you know, jokes on him. So top it off, get rid, do something crazy. What else? I don't think I've done anything else like really petty like that. But yeah, get a tattoo, pierce your face. <laughs> but I, that is honestly, it is healing to do something like that. Um, I'm a big advocate for things like that. Do it. Why not? Go on holiday, take a trip, read some good books listen to some breakup albums, go to the gym, exercise. Oh, you know, I hate saying how much exercise makes me feel better, but I hate that doctors and professionals are right about that. It does. It truly does. Go and lift some weights, sweat it off at the treadmill or something, try a new thing, go to like a dance class, go to, I don't know, diving or something. Oh, am I thinking of diving? I'm trying to think of things you could do at the gym. I don't think you can do diving at the gym. Do things like that. Get them out of your life. Start fresh completely. And... Be your best self. Truly, truly just become your highest, most confident self. And I promise you will come out the other side of whatever breakup you're going through, whether it's just like a mutual, this needs to happen sort of thing, or whether it's, you know, a a highly traumatic, difficult one. You will come out the other side. Time heals a lot of things. But don't feel like you ever, ever have to completely forget something, because you don't. If something has happened to you and you are struggling you don't have to forget it but if it's weighing on your mind then obviously seek professional help i am not a doctor i'm not a counselor as i always say take what applies to you and leave the rest i hope this episode has been helpful for you that's all i can ever wish for and that is the episode i hope you enjoyed it i hope you found it interesting i hope you learned something even if you can't relate to this i hope it makes you think twice about things and maybe if somebody in your life can relate to it then it makes you a little bit more aware of what they've been through and thank you so much for listening if you did enjoy this 
rate it five stars leave us a review we're now at apple podcast you can leave us a nice little review uh, follow this podcast on spotify follow us on instagram at talking to everyone or follow me at sophie jh for any little polls or updates that we do and i will see you next time